Welcome to Where Will You Go, the FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go as you seek to advance the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth today in the pod? I have with me my sidekick here, yes, Michael sir. Martin. He's hey, here. Hey. He's in the flesh. We're going to be talking about prayer, how you can pray for missionaries and give you some practical steps to do that. We hope you will stick around and listen to the show, and it'll be a show every time me and Michael are together in the pod. All right, Michael Martin, welcome to the pod again. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here. Me and Michael are going to be together three times at least, maybe in a row, maybe not. You'll see. Um, but we're going to be together three times. We're going to be talking about praying for missionaries. We're going to talk about giving to missionaries, and we're going to talk about going as missionaries. We're going to talk about scriptural basis for praying, scriptural basis for giving, scriptural basis for going, as well as practical insights and how we, as as pastors, as Christians, pray for missionaries, how we give, other ways that you can pray, other ways you can give, ways that you can go. We want these to be very practical podcast just to hopefully spur you on to pray to give to go. So Michael, as we think about praying for missionaries, talk to us. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, having a scriptural basis uh, for praying and and as you know, when we pray scriptures for missionaries, we don't have to worry about if we're praying God's will because as we pray scripture, we know that we are praying God's will and as we as I thought about just different verses, there are so many verses in the Bible that have to deal with with praying. I just want to share a few, a uh, few with you, if that's all right. Yep, we got time. So, uh, yeah, the first one, real common one. I'll share a couple of common ones, then maybe a few others that um, might not as common, um, familiar with. But uh, the first one is uh, from Matthew nine. Uh, 37 through 38, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so right there we see uh, Jesus telling his disciples, pray for workers to be out in the harvest. We live in a world, what is it, 7 billion people now? Lots and, and growing. Yeah, lots of different people groups. I don't 17, know. 17,000-ish. Yes, wow. So so many people, so many different people groups, so many people who hadn't heard the gospel message yet. And you, and one of the first things I think of is just praying for laborers, pray for missionaries to go out into the harvest in order that uh, people might know. How can they know unless, um, unless they hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. And so that's, that's the first scripture that immediately jumped to my mind, uh, thinking about calling out people and uh, people going uh, to be a part of, of missions. And we're pretty good about praying for the harvest. We want to see people come to faith, but we sometimes forget to pray for laborers to go into the harvest. So that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another, another scripture I think of often is... Um, Paul has many, many different prayers. He asks for prayers for different things. And uh, one of my favorite ones is, is 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. In verse uh, number 1, uh, God's Word says this. It says, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead, or some translations will say um, spread, 
and be honored as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil man, for not all have faith. I thought, what a great prayer, right? Here's, here's the Apostle Paul saying, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread, it may speed ahead, that God's word might be known uh, among all the peoples of the earth. And so uh, that's another thing, talking about the translations of uh, of God's word. Uh, pray for those who do the, the translations mm. of so many people who don't have the word of God in their language still. And so uh, that's another great verse uh, to pray for, for missionaries. Okay. Any thoughts on that one, Pastor? I think it's a good point. You don't, I mean, I don't think a lot about those translating the scriptures. That seems like something that's already been done. I think because we have 556,222 translations in English, we think, well, everybody <laughs> should true. have one by that's now. Right. And uh, we all know we should just be using the NASB. Oh, but, no. you know, we, we won't get into that. That's another episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's it another is. episode. Okay. Um, but, you, you know, we don't think about the people who don't have the scriptures translated into their heart language and those that are laboring and honestly, a lifelong labor to try to get those scriptures right. So that's a good good one. Yeah. Yeah, I want to share uh, one more main one uh, that the Apostle Paul I also asked for prayer for is in Colossians chapter 4. Uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse number 3, it says, At the same time, pray also for us. Notice it. Paul's not ashamed to ask for mm-hmm. prayer. I think uh, missionaries and us as Christians – Hey, uh, we need to ask for prayer. The Apostle Paul asked for prayer, which showed he believed in prayer. Like we don't. Ask, I think a lot of times we don't ask for prayer because we don't know if it'll even if it really matters. Mm. You know, we got to figure this out on our own. Pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We got to do this on our own. We're not quite in as desperate of a place as Paul, maybe. So we just do it ourselves. And Paul's quick, as you've pointed out. How many how many letters Paul's asking for prayer? Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. And so here he is. Notice what he prays for this time. He says, Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, Pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer every person. Mm. What a great verses there. Um, Paul, he's praying, open me a door, uh, God, that I might declare the gospel, that I might make no, make it clear, speak it mm-hmm. clearly, so that people might understand um, the good news of Jesus Christ. That's good stuff. Um, I'll throw one in. Oh, right. And we'll talk about practical application of this in just a moment. I'm getting us out of order here from our our plan, but me and Michael don't usually have a real good plan anyway, so we're just going with this. But I I, I thought I'd go ahead and throw out my scripture, and then we can talk about practical applications in just a minute. Uh, And this is one that, you know, we recognize Ephesians 6 and this cosmic battle that's going on in the heavenlies, and it is going on, good and evil, unseen, in the in the heavenly realm are are literally battling it out, especially over souls. Even with our God being sovereign, uh, there's still a conflict. You know, even with God being in complete control, there's still a heavenly conflict. And Paul's telling us in Ephesians chapter six, you know, you need to be strong in the Lord and put on the whole armor of God 
so that you can stand firm against the devil, so you can stand firm against the wicked one. And he goes through these parts of the armor. He's like, put on the belt of truth. You know, gird up your loins with the belt of truth. You want to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You want to put on the helmet of salvation. You want to gird your, or, or put on your shoes of the gospel of peace. You want to take up the sword of the spirit. And, and he goes through all these uh, pieces of armor that we're familiar with, that we've heard, and he's wanting us to put on the whole armor of God as we, as we engage in this battle with the heavenlies, as we engage in this battle with Satan, as we try to stand firm uh, against Satan. But then in Ephesians 6, verse 18, he ends the, the armor of God section with these words, and we usually leave these out of the battle. You know, we think about the breastplate, the shoes, the belt, the helmet, the sword, the sword, you know, that's our weapon. Right, right. But then we leave out verses 18 and 19, and he ends the discourse on the armor of God by saying, pray in the Spirit at all times. Mm-hmm. And on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So prayer is a part of our defense and offense as Christians. There's this cosmic battle going on, and Paul says, gear up, put on the full armor of God, and pray. Pray at all times. And then he adds, after he tells these believers, gear up with the armor of God and pray, he says, pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm, I'm in chains now. Still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should a lot like what you just read in Colossians. Pray for me. I want to get this mysterious gospel out to the Jews, to the Gentiles. Pray that I'll speak not clearly in Ephesians, but boldly in Ephesians. So we uh, we just see Paul pleading for prayer. We see the heavenly, mysterious nature of prayer. We see Paul's dependence upon prayer and if we're going to get the gospel from here to the least reached peoples, we cannot, cannot, cannot underestimate the importance and the need for prayer. And not just reciting our prayers, but praying our prayers fervently, sincerely, pleading in desperation for God to move, to open doors, to send laborers, to work. We yeah. have to pray. That sounds like. Praying in the Spirit, what you just said. Praying in the Spirit at all times. Well, you know what the sound means. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know what the sound means, right? It's the Book of the Month. And our Book of the Month should not be anything strange to you if you're a member of First Baptist Church because we should have, you should have read this book already in a small group in your D group somehow, some way. If you haven't, shame upon you. You need to pick one of these up. It's called Missions, How the Local Church Goes Global by Andy Johnson. In this book, we're going to hear about how not just individuals need to be involved in missions, but how really churches are involved in missions, how the church looks to the scriptures, how the church uses wisdom and applies that wisdom to the mission. The book points us to scripture. It offers practical steps for training and supporting missionaries, for forming partnerships, for sending teams, and engaging the nations both at home and abroad. It is Missions by Andy Johnson. Pick one up, and if you're at First Baptist, you can probably swing by the office and get one there. Missions by Andy Johnson. Why don't you pick it up and read it today?
Well, I'm in the pod today with Michael, and we've been talking about praying for missionaries, praying for the mission. We've talked about some scriptural basis for praying. Michael, you know, as you pray as an individual, as you pray, maybe even as a family, um, just tell us what, how you pray. What do you pray for? Who do you pray for? How do you do this? What does it look like practically in your world? Right. So there's all sorts of different ways to pray for missions and missionaries. Uh, one way you can pray is just by praying for a country. So whether it be um, using Operation World, uh, the book there, or online, you can pick up that book, and it has a whole list of countries. It tells a little bit about that country as well as uh, how Christianity, how, uh, how many people are what religion they are, percentage of the religion they are, and and you can it has different prayer points for you. And so one way is through uh, praying uh, by by country, and so picking a country and, and praying for that country. Another way is uh, so I've I've used that in the past and and use that currently sometimes as well, uh, as well as praying for missionaries. Right, we have our plus one prayer guide. You'll probably talk about that more, in which we have different opportunities uh, you have listed there, certain people, certain partnerships we have that we can pray for. And um, just as you mentioned, uh, praying these scriptures that we've talked about uh, before, before them, uh, for them on their behalf. Um, and so uh, that that is a, a, just a little taste of, of how um, I start off uh or starting off praying for missionaries, that person, maybe you have a connection with a missionary, getting that newsletter, they use that newsletter and begin praying through that newsletter. What requests did they mention? What are some different things they're struggling with? And using so those personal relationships with missionaries um, is, is a good way to, to pray for missionaries as well. Make sure, you know, if you do know a missionary, sign up for that newsletter that they send out because that's where they're going to send out those personal prayer requests, and they are depending upon people to pray with them and pray for those prayer requests. I think it was interesting you mentioned Operation World because I have an Operation World book from years ago, and they update it every year because things change. And it's almost like it's been off of, out of sight, out of mind um, in a lot of ways. You, I focus, I personally focus more on the Joshua Project app, which right. is an unreached people of the day, and they update your phone to an unreached people. And there's a difference in peoples, unreached peoples, and countries. You know, mm. Unreached peoples may be the, the Berbers may be in multiple countries, and they right. may even be in the United States. Yeah, and so there's lots of people groups, different people groups inside of a country. So. Uh, right, so it's, yeah. it's the same, but it's different. Right. And I think, you know, wouldn't it be beneficial, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I need to get back to Operation World and go back and look at countries, uh, you know, specifically where my heart is primarily is North Africa, Middle East, and, and not just look at people groups, but look at these countries. And, and then as you look at the countries, you can then see what people groups are in this country. Right. What is this country like? So I think it's very good work because we talk a lot about the Joshua Project. I don't know that we've ever mentioned Operation World, and that's just an oversight, and I'm glad you brought that out. So if you if you get bogged down in people groups because there's 17,000-ish <laughs> yeah. of them, right. go to Operation World and look at those countries and just pick you a country out and work your way through those 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 nations one by one and the people groups that make those nations up. And eventually you'll you'll uh, find find yourself praying for these peoples and getting a burden for 
for these peoples. We, or I, primarily um, in my prayer time, you know, I I follow, I have followed lately the Plus One Prayer Guide. I had a whole list of missionaries, and it just seems like my list keeps growing, right. you know. And it's like, wow. There's, so popular, Pastor. So popular. Well, there's so many. There's yeah. so many missionaries. That's true. It's like you keep meeting more and more. That's true. And you don't want to not pray for some, you know. So it's like, exactly. who do you pray for this week? You just pray for 25 missionaries, and you sort of just name their names. That seems impersonal. So what I've been doing is for the past few months is just following the plus one prayer guide whoever's in that prayer guide and there's usually two to three missionaries listed every week i just focus on praying for them that week and um i generally pray primarily one for their protection because many of these missionaries are in places that you know need to be they need protection there is a spiritual warfare going on so i pray that god would protect them and watch over them and keep them safe i pray for god's provision some of these some of these missionaries are funded by international mission boards. Some of them have to raise their own support when they're overseas working. It's hard to raise support. They lose support. It's hard to gain that back when they're on the field or in the field on the ground. So I pray that they would be provided for, that God would meet all of their needs. I pray then that God would bless them. He would bless their marriages because I know they're that's stressful on a marriage. That God would bless their families because I know it's stressful on a family and the children. And that God would bless their ministries and give them fruit, more fruit and much fruit. That's what Jesus said in John 15. That you know He wants us to have fruit, and when we have fruit, he prunes us and gives us more fruit, and God's glorified when we have much fruit. So that's kind of the pattern I follow in a generic sense, protection, provision, bless them, their marriages, their families, their ministries, and that God would give them fruit and encourage them. And then as those newsletters come in, to take time to read through those newsletters and just um, see what they're dealing with, what they're going through. And maybe we need to do a podcast on some missionaries I know about how not to write a 17-page, single-space, 10-point <laughs> font newsletter because that's very difficult to read. Right. But just, you know, to give people an overview of what's going on in your prayer request is very, very helpful and a way you can pray personally for these guys. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things you mentioned was uh, the, the John 15 and bearing fruit. And that reminds me one thing that, that I pray for as well is that we are – praying for missionaries that they would imbibe in Christ, that they would walk with Christ and just their own personal walks with God, that they wouldn't be so focused on ministry that they or missions that they neglect their own walk with the Lord. Because I believe it's Mark 3.14 that Jesus, when he calls his disciples, he first calls them to himself, that he calls them that he that they might be with him mm. and and not and then he sends them out to perform miracles and do these different tasks. And but he first caused them to be with them. So I think that's a important thing to pray for is just their own personal walk with them. And then as they walk with him, they'll bear that fruit. So you hear me and Michael don't pray exactly the same way. We don't use the same strategies. We don't always use the same resources. But but our goal here is not to set forth for you a standard of what perfect praying for missionaries looks like. Our goal here today was to give you some scripture to think about, to tell you how we do it right now. It may change two or three months from now, to give you some resources, to challenge you and encourage you to pray, to pray for missionaries, to pray for the harvest, to pray to the Lord of the harvest, to send out more laborers to his harvest. And because prayer is really ground zero of missions. If we don't pray, if we don't call upon the Lord, if he doesn't help us, if he doesn't go out with our armies, we're in trouble. For sure. 
You got anything else you want to add, or you feel like we are good to pray? I think we should pray. All right, well, let's pray for these missionaries. God, thank you for the privilege you give us, even if we are paralyzed, bedridden, and unable to, to get out of bed, that we can be a part of your mission that we can pray, that we can call upon the Lord of the harvest to raise up people to go into the harvest, that we can call upon you to open doors for your missionaries, that we can call upon you to help them speak clearly, that we can call upon you to help them to speak boldly and use them and help them to bear fruit. We can pray for for them to abide in you. We can pray for their protection, that you would bless them and their marriages and their families and their ministries. God, help us as Christians never, ever, to lose sight of the value and the importance of praying. And I pray that through this podcast today that you've just encouraged some folks to reignite their passion to pray, to see the importance of prayer, the necessity of prayer, and that they can pray no matter what situation they find themselves in, no matter how helpless they may feel, God, they can pray and storm the gates of heaven with prayers for missionaries, and for the mission, and that you'll hear those prayers, and that you'll honor those prayers. Thank you, God, for hearing us, and for helping us, and for the missionaries that you bless. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the pod. We hope you've been encouraged to pray. Thank Michael for stepping in here and helping us and encouraging us with the word to pray. Thank you, because I know by now you've gone by the mission's hallway out by the library and you've pushed those buttons on those kiosks and you've checked out the videos and you've checked out the five tiers of missions i know that you've done it i know that you have because you've heard about it for months and months and months and months haven't you you've picked up the books of the months you've downloaded the joshua project app you're picking up the plus one prayer guide you're praying with us you're on mission with us thank you thank you for joining us today in the pod we hope to see you next time and until then god bless bless.